games. A lob and a one-hand oh, The best stories. Both teams respect each other. It's good rivalry. The best area high school sports coverage. Overtime in the Division One semifinal. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN. presentation of Prep Media 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Girls basketball takes center stage tonight in the regional semifinal round of the Division II WIAA girls basketball postseason when the Sauk Prairie Eagles visit the McFarland Spartans. Good evening, everybody, from McFarland High School. My name's Jesse Nelson, joined in a moment by the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Semrau. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. For nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a new or used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or head to ZimbrickHonda.com to search vehicle inventory. Two teams with identical regular season records. The Sauk Prairie Eagles, the number five seed in this sectional number three of the Division II girls basketball bracket. The McFarland Spartans, both teams 17 and seven in the regular season, both teams third place in their respective conferences. The Sauk Prairie Eagles of the Badger West and the McFarland Spartans out of the Rock Valley. And we bring in the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Semrau. Dennis, when we talked about what girls basketball regional semifinal game do we want to see this week, you circled this one and said that's where we got to be. Why? Well, uh, I was here back in December for, uh, for a newspaper covering the uh, boys McFarlane against uh, Sauk Prairie. And uh, that was a part of a doubleheader. Didn't realize it when I got here. And Edgewood is playing uh, the, the uh, McFarlane girls. Uh, number, uh, uh, what is it, uh, 55, Tegan uh, Mullaney, plus uh, six-foot sophomore. And I'm going, yeah, I heard some really good things about her. Well, I didn't know she was going to score 62 points a few weeks later. <laughs> uh, my 29 points, almost a double-double, nine rebounds a game. And uh, the, the game that she was out, that she had to score the points, they had three starters out. I lo- Both the boys and the girls from McFarland only had two seniors, and I went, Wow, all these sophomores here. And then I understand McFarland's got a really good eighth-grade group coming through. This is a team that's going to be – we talk about Reedsburg this year. Well, all those girls are seniors. They're going to have to re- rebuild the next couple of years. Hey, McFarland might be the one team to step into that void. I'll tell you, they've got some really good talent. Uh, and a lot of parent uh, – a lot of ties. <laughs> you talk about uh, when you watch certain players on the court and they, they play – like a coach, you know, it's a coach's daughter. Well, Sarah Mullaney is the head coach, uh, Tegan's mom. And and then you've got uh, Kylie Meinholz on the team. Well, her dad is the boys' varsity coach. And then you've got Julia Ackley. Well, her dad's the athletic director and the football coach. <laughs> Three girls have been grown up around sports. And it's pretty good to see, uh, especially this being the 50th year of Title IX and how far girls have come. And, and to see... Uh, you know those commitments there's nothing like a parent when you get to coach your kid you'll see that when you get older jesse i mean i 
minor. Oh, calm well down there, Dennis. Let's, let's not rush well, that no, process. You, at some point, Sheesh. you're going to get an opportunity, and I highly recommend it. The, getting to coach Kelly and Matthew, my two uh, adult kids, and I can't call them kids anymore. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, 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 two of the joys of my life, just being able to share some really moments, even though there are times they were mad at Dad because Dad was the coach and maybe he did something wrong. Uh, but I didn't screw up that relationship, parent to uh, sibling, but, uh, child. You so. know what one of the joys of my life is, Dennis Semrau? I don't know how often you and Alex Strofe, who is regularly your partner here alongside the Prep Mania call, have been in a high school gym during this basketball season and looked across the way the and band! seen a band, the, band. the pep band for the McFarland Spartans in attendance tonight. That means it's going to be electric in this gym in a regional semifinal. The first thing I thought was the band, the Blues Brothers. And John Belushi goes, <laughs> the band. we got to put the band back together. And that is what I've really missed. I've, I've had a couple of gyms. We've had them. But, you know, Dane County, nope, the mask mandate, and they haven't been able to do it. Well, some schools are finding out a way to do that. And that's a big part of it. You know, I, I've been a sports reporter for a long time, but I'm, big, I'm a huge advocate of anything that's extracurricular that gets the kids to get that education, what, whatever it is, whether it's, it's forensics, it's a school play. My son was in a couple of musicals as well as being an athlete. You know, it, my daughter was an athlete. You, know, you, you like your kids just to find something they can have a passion for. And when you get a good high school band, you are part of one. You know that is just like being on an athletic team, the, 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 all the choreography, the teamwork, the practice, and everything goes into it. So they deserve. That's why I wish when they introduce on senior night, they do the managers and the stats. They don't bring out the senior band members. They should because they're a big part of it. Uh, my power rankings of pep band instruments, I know you wanted them, Dennis. Number three, the drums. Got to have oh, a good beat in order to keep that thing sustained. Number two, the trombone. When you get the bass clef here in the gym, oh, man, it rings. But number one, carrying that melody, the trumpets up top, the stars of the show. Can't wait to see what McFarland. Where's the electric guitar? Oh, oh come man. on. I, what is this, a garage? <laughs> Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Media brought to you in part by Stoughton Trailers. Big trailers, big opportunities at Stoughton Trailers. Stoughton Trailers has hundreds of immediate openings in Evansville, Stoughton, and Broadhead for first and second shift opportunities. They've also increased their starting wages to $18 per hour and up for open positions, including assemblers, welders, and more. Go to stowjobs.com. That's S-T-O-Jobs.com. Stoughton Trailers. Big trailers. Big opportunities. It's like they were listening, Dennis, the band on cue, as McFarland and Sauk Prairie girls basketball takes to the floor here at McFarland High School. The warm-up's underway. Tip will be just after 7 o'clock at the top of the hour. Dennis, two teams so evenly matched coming into play tonight. And even the, the course of their seasons look similar. I have to say it because I, I, I've gotten to cover Sauk Prairie sports over the years uh, for their weekly paper. The Eagles have landed. They're in the there gym it tonight. Is. All right. Now, now that that's out of the way, Sauk Prairie started the season 4-4, four and four, won 10 out of 11 games over the span of about five weeks from December 18th through the holidays into late January, ended the season on a three-game winning streak. So that's the Sauk Prairie story entering play tonight. McFarland, a similar story, Dennis. Started the season 5-3, six-game winning streak in late December over the course of the new year. January ended the season winning three straight six of their last seven both of these teams Sauk Prairie the five seed McFarland the four coming in hot 
to close out the regular season. And I think these two teams who met in the regional semifinal in Division II last year are going to provide us one heck of a start to our postseason play-by-play. Well, they say defense wins championships, and Sock has only given up 38.8 points a game, scoring 52. That can put some up. They had a 73 and a win over Stoughton down in Monroe for the Badger Challenge. I was down there for that game. That was the highest-scoring game of the year they had there. Uh, but McFarland really can put some points up. They had 88 and a win over Evansville here just a few weeks ago, and uh, they averaged 65 a game. Obviously, we've I've talked the last few weeks about Tegan Mullaney, the uh, six-foot sophomore who's being recruited by everybody. I understand the Wisconsin Badger coaching staff is supposed to be in the house tonight. They really... You know, they've got her on that list. They have offered her as, as Marquette in Green Bay. So the state schools don't want this one getting out of, out of state. And I understand Iowa. They were supposed to have like 11,000 people their next game. Iowa wants to bring her in for a game. I don't blame them. Those Hawkeyes keep stealing our best players out of state. But, uh, yeah, so the defensively, Sock plays the, that pack line defense. They don't want any, any kind of penetration inside. And uh, while uh, Mulaney does a lot of work inside, she's working on the three-point shot. And uh, that's one way you have to be able to penetrate and be able to dish out. And uh, Sock's going to have to be able to get out on, on their shooters tonight. But uh, just two very well-matched teams, I think. Uh, Sock's got a few more seniors. I think they had six, including a couple that played JV two-ball this year. Only two seniors on the team from McFarland. One of them is from Spain, and she's only 15 but when you come over as a foreign exchange student, they make you a senior uh, automatic. It's your one-and-done kind of a thing. Uh, so I don't know if she's going to get a chance to play. The only senior, Chloe Gex, 5'8 uh, post players in the lineup. And that's another thing. Other than Mulaney, who's at 6 foot, 5'8 uh, is the tallest player that McFarland's got. Sock does not put their heights in the program. And that's one thing. I think some of that might be a little psychological. Some teams don't. But when they come out here, they're big. And uh, they're long, and they rebound very well. They, uh, uh, Olivia Pockner, uh, senior forward tonight, and Maggie Hartwig are two of their big players inside. Maggie's averaging almost a double-double, 9.6 rebounds a game. Better yet, she's averaging almost five offensive boards a game. And when you can get offensive boards and put them back in, you got to make the basket. Doesn't do you any good if you keep throwing it off the backboard. She finishes. I kind of wish my doctor wouldn't put my height in my program <laughs> or my weight. Speaking of which, Prep Mania brought to you in part by Pizza Pit. For over 50 years, Pizza Pit been delivering fast, fresh, and hot pizza. Pizza Pit isn't just pizza. No, no. They serve breadsticks, pizza fries, wings, and euros. And, Dennis, your personal favorite. Well, the sub sandwiches, uh, maybe the meatball tonight. That would be a good one. We're going to get out of here on time. You can stop into Pizza Pit on the way home with no JV game going on ahead of time. We're starting right at 7 o'clock. And with eight area locations, you cannot go wrong. Now, Pizza Pit, even easier to order on the Pizza Pit app. There you go. Summer, I'll order it at halftime. Download the Pizza Pit app today, and don't forget the cookies. Or the ice cream. Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Division II Girls Basketball Regional Semifinal. The Sauk Prairie Eagles, the McFarland Spartans. The countdown to the opening tip continues as we feature our UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Olivia Pockner of Sauk Prairie. Next, you're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN. 
of Prep Mania 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand from McFarland High School. Jesse Nelson along with the Dean Dennis Semrau. Girls basketball regional semifinal postseason basketball tonight as the Sockbury Eagles visit the McFarland Spartans. Time now to hear from our UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. UW Credit Union's online and mobile banking goes above and beyond with top-rated service and security that exceeds industry standards. Explore innovative and intuitive ways to manage your money anytime, anywhere. UW Credit Union's in-house team of engineers and developers create digital banking solutions designed just for you. Learn more at uwcu.org. She's playing basketball tonight, but she'll be playing volleyball at the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh next year. Our UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week from Sauk Prairie High School, Olivia Pockner. Our ESPN Madison UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Olivia Pockner from Sauk Prairie High School. Welcome, Olivia. Hey, how's it going? Now, you're a three-sport athlete, basketball, volleyball, and soccer. What's it like being a multiple-sport athlete at uh, Sockbury High School? It's great. I love all of the support I get from the community and from all the teachers and students, all the, all the support from the players, too, and all of my teammates. It's honestly just a great time, so much fun all the time being a Sockbury athlete. How are the three sports compatible for you? Uh, I know it's pretty busy. They sort of flow one into another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. I like that. Like a lot of the sports kind of like help each other out, if that kind of makes sense. So like for basketball and soccer, for example, they kind of like, like a lot of the strategy kind of goes together a little bit. So all three of them, like they, after playing all three of them for such a long time, you kind of like figure out the strategies for both of them or for all three of them. And it's really great just figuring out like what works best for all three sports and yeah, it's great. I love it. Did you have a favorite sport growing up or did it depend on the season? For a while, it just depended on the season. And then once I got into high school, volleyball kind of slowly got to the top and I ended up actually, um, I got recruited for volleyball and now I'm playing at UW Stevens Point volleyball there. So yeah, it's, I, it's volleyball's kind of always been like the, it's the one I've start I've started playing like last kind of, but I've just always, it's just really fun and it's my favorite. It's just so much fun. It's the only one though, that you don't play with your sister, Michaela though, right? I know. Yes, it is the only one I don't. She played it up until her freshman year and then she started to focus more on soccer and basketball. But, yeah, it is the only one I don't play with her. What's it like having a sister on the team? And uh, you, uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, when you were younger in middle school, whatever, she was on your team, even though there's a two. She's a sophomore and you're a senior, two-year uh, age difference. But what's it been like in high school being able to play with her? It's great. I love it. It's so much fun because it's like having your best friend on the team. It's someone you're already so close with and it's someone you've had this relationship ever since you were little. So it, we're super close and then we just are even more best friends through sports. So it's really great. I love it. Well, our ESPN Madison UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Olivia Pockner from Sauk Prairie High School. Olivia, have a great rest of your senior year. Thanks. Thank you. Have a good rest of your night. Pockner, 
one of the star players of the Sauk Prairie Eagles girls basketball team, our UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. All right, Dennis Semrau is Olivia Pockner, part of our keys to victory tonight for the Eagles on the road trying to get the win and avenge last season's regional semifinal loss, which ended their season here at McFarland High School. Well, they're going to be counting on her rebounding and defense tonight for sure. Uh, keys for uh, Sauk Prairie. They have to keep uh, Tegan Mullaney in check. She's averaging 29 points a game, 9-point rebounds. So uh, don't allow any open shots. Uh, dominate. Uh, they've they've got the height advantage, so they got to dominate on the boards. Keep McFarland out of the paint and patience on offense. Take care of the basketball. And for McFarland, for the Spartans, block out on the boards again with that size disadvantage. They're going to want to hold Sock to one and done on uh, offensive possessions. Uh, rotate on defense and mark the three-point shooters, and particularly Cassia Marquardt and uh, Michaela Pockner, Olivia's uh, younger sister, and reduce number of turnovers. Both teams, uh, well, I, I just looked back at one of the opening stories for uh, Sock. 31 turnovers in their first game. You get 31 turnovers in a playoff game, you're going home early. So both teams got to keep that in uh, probably around 12 and under. Tonight's magic number, 52, Dennis Semrau, 52. Team that scores 52 with a 98% chance to go on and win this game. We'll step aside for the singing of our national anthem when we come back. Playoff basketball, girls regional semifinal in Division Two. The Sauk Prairie Eagles and the McFarland Spartans coming up next on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN. Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. For nearly 50 years, Zimbraconda's provided the Madison area with trusted, quality Honda vehicles, and their staff at Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a newer used Honda, visit Zimbraconda today or head to Zimbraconda.com to search vehicle inventory. The Sauk Prairie Eagles 17 and 7 on the regular season, 9 and 6 third place in Badger West Conference play. The McFarland Spartans 17 and 7 as well on the season, 12 and 6, good enough for third place in the Rock Valley Conference. The Eagles in their road black uniforms, red letters and numbers with a white trim. Starting lineup is brought to you by Stoughton Health. Nobody plans on getting injured, and when you do, you need help to get back on track. Stoughton Health has rehab locations in Stoughton and Oregon, so it's convenient for your recovery. Learn more at StoughtonHealth.com. Stoughton Health, creating excellence together. For the Eagles, number three, guard Aaron Apple. At guard number 21, Cassia Marquardt. A forward, number 24, Maggie Hartwig. Guard number 30, Michaela Pockner. And forward number 40, Olivia Pockner. The Eagles are coached in his first season by Jacob Breinig. The McFarland Spartans in their home white uniforms, blue letters and numbers with a black trim. At guard number 3, Adrian Kirch. Guard number 11, Elise Freeman. Forward number 12, Chloe Gex. Forward number 24, Ava Dean. And forward number 55, Tegan Mullaney. The Spartans are coached by Sarah Mullaney in her fifth season. We are underway in this regional semifinal, our first postseason basketball broadcast of the 2021-2022 
basketball season on Zimbraconda's Prep Mania. Both teams exchanging turnovers on their opening possessions. Sock Prairie working towards us as we situate it along the baseline. And the first points of this game belong to the UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Olivia Pockner with a left-hand reverse layup. 2-0 Sock Prairie, 40 seconds in. Going right at the uh, McFarland defense right away, trying to work the ball inside. Post has got to touch the ball every possession for Sock. Kirch driving right block, layup no good. Too strong off the back of the rim on a floater and a rebound. Sock Prairie on the road with a 2-0 lead. One minute into this girls basketball regional semifinal. Winner likely gets Reedsburg, one of the favorites to win the state tournament tomorrow night. Got to win tonight to get the chance at the monumental upset. Driving left baseline, and now a kick out to the left corner. Shot no good, missed everything too strong, but an offensive board for Pockner. She kicks it back out. Shot no good, one step in front of the three-point line by Maggie Hartwig, and a rebound McFarland. Trailing 2-0, they cross midcourt, right side of the floor. Pull-up jumper, rattles home. Tegan Mullaney, the sophomore, won't be the last time we call her name tonight, averaging 29 points a game. 2-2, minute and a half in. Sock Prairie now working quickly into the left corner, right in front of the McFarland bench, nearly a trap defensively. Find an outlet pass, first attempt no good. Offensive rebound, though, for Erilyn Apple. She missed it a second time, and a rebound McFarland. Tie game, 16.05 to go first half. Bounce pass down to the right block through the fingertips of Ava Dean out of bounds to Sauk Prairie. Sauk has gotten the ball inside and every one of their possessions so far. That time just got, Apple just could not finish. Uh, she's actually the goalkeeper on the soccer team for Sauk last year. Did not give up a goal until they lost in the semifinals to Whitefish Bay of State. Turnover at midcourt with some pressure caused by the McFarland defense, but an outlet pass too far out in front of an intended receiver running the floor. It falls out on the baseline back to Sauk Prairie with 15.53 to go in the first half. McFarland applying like this three-quarters court pressure. Interesting to see how long they keep that up and how Sauk Prairie is able to break it. They get it across the timeline and it's kicked out of bounds, passing Michaela Pockner trying to go into the right corner off a knee of a Spartan. Yeah, both teams are going to go about nine players deep, so we could see some press on both ends of the court. Athletic Director Paul Ackley leading the encouragement from the McFarland student section, which has come out tonight. And they are, what, about 12 feet from us here over on our left as we're situated on the baseline. Good crowd tonight here at McFarland High School for this girls' basketball regional semifinal. Sauk Prairie challenging the McFarland defense, patient on this trip. Now a trap as... Pockner picked up the dribble. It's stolen away. Ava Dean quickly out in front. McFarland couldn't quite get the numbers set in time, so they'll set the offense. Working to the free throw line. Now kick it left all the way back. Top of the key, Ava Dean goes right. Here's Elise Freeman. Freeman back to Dean. Dean looking to find someone down low for help. Instead, she goes to Chloe Gex. Gex was bumped. No whistle. She'll pass it back up top on the right side of the floor a few steps behind the three-point line. Bounce pass down low, over-pursuing defensively, left a wide-open Tegan Mullaney for her second bucket of the night. McFarland's first lead, 4-2, with 14.45 to go in the first half. Yeah, McFarland starting out with Maggie Hartwig, their best post player on Mullaney. She might have to be a little too quick for her. Another trap and a steal crossing midcourt. McFarland takes it the other way. Mullaney trying to dish it down low off of a hip of a Sauk Prairie defender. McFarland will maintain possession inbounding beneath their own bucket. Yeah, Mullaney with that steal there, averaging about three and a half steals a game. 
4-2 McFarland leads Sauk Prairie. Girls basketball regional semifinal division two on Zimber Conda's presentation of Prep Mania. In comes the pass. Now here's Mullaney right side of the floor. Double teamed by the Eagle defense. Mullaney had it knocked away. Now she dishes back near the midcourt line. And Adrian Kirch, the junior guard, directs traffic for McFarland. McFarland averages 65 points a game. Sauk Prairie just 53, a significant scoring difference offensively this year. We'll get to the defensive numbers in a moment. On the drive, a foul shot no good. Ava Dean will shoot two free throws for the Spartans. Exactly 14 minutes to play in the first half. 4-2 McFarland on top. So I mentioned McFarland 65 points a game to Sauk Prairie's 53, but Sauk Prairie only allows 39 points a game this season. Actually, that was not a shooting foul, so it's inbounded. Shot now, three-point attempt, no good on the right side for McFarland. That was Elise Freeman on the attempt, and this time it goes out of bounds off the Spartans. Yep, I thought for sure they pointed at the line there. It looked like she was driving on that uh, last foul. I was surprised it was not a shooting foul, but Sock will take it. With where we're situated here in the corner of the the, uh, baseline of the floor here, not the best vantage point for us to see everything as it happens, like we've had the pleasure for the majority of this season. We'll do our best for you here tonight. Dennis, hey, here's one for you coming near the the brooms, and Semrau almost had an assist as it goes out of bounds to McFarland. Pass for Sauk Prairie trying to go down low, not on the same page, and it fell innocently out of bounds on the baseline. Paul Ackley, our athletic director here for McFarland, doing a lot of duty. He's sweeping the floor as well. Here's a steal. Cassia Marquardt on the drive, right hand contested. Great defense. Elise Freeman getting back for McFarland, got in the way. Now transition, layup no good the other direction for Ava Dean and Sauk Prairie rebounds. Low scoring doesn't mean there hasn't been a ton of action here in the first five minutes. 4-2, McFarland leads Sauk Prairie, girls basketball regional semifinal, and now driving and trying to kick up top, a Sauk Prairie player stepped out of bounds, Michaela Pockner, the sophomore. Turnover to McFarland. Spartans up by two, five minutes in to this regional semifinal. Both teams are getting the ball inside, they just cannot finish tonight. Part of that little adrenaline rush here, first tournament game, and knowing that uh, you're starting out 0-0 zero and, zero and one and done if you lose. Tegan Mullaney averages nearly 30 points a game. A whistle goes against Sock Prairie away from the ball. I think that was an illegal trying contact to fight, fight on a the screen. Way a pick, yeah. yeah, I was about to say illegal screen. That wouldn't be correct. McFarland was the team setting the screen. It was trying to go through the screen. That was the issue for the Eagles. 12.46 to go in the... First half, shot no good from the right baseline. 31 to go in the first half, 4-2, McFarland on top. Winner plays tomorrow night. Gex picks up her first foul for McFarland. Sock Prairie having... one 3 one pressure going on, and, and Sock Prairie having problems. Yeah, they haven't been able to figure this out yet. I'm curious if they're going to make the right adjustments here. They're finally able to break it forward on the run. Shot no good, too strong for Apple, rebound McFarland coming the other way. Reverse, Mullaney, no, came up a little short against the iron. And Sauk Prairie collects, crossing midcourt in a hurry. Driving right baseline, Pockner kicks it over to the corner. 
Apple pump fake goes to the top of the key, driving in. It's deflected away by Mullaney. One on one into the front court with the left hand shot, no good. And a whistle is going to go against Sauk Prairie, sending Tegan Mullaney to the line. We just saw Mullaney with a block and the rebound and the shot on the other end. Uh, she can go coast to coast on you in the blink of an eye. And uh, Apple picks up her second foul, point guard for Sauk Prairie. Mullaney's first free throw good. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on Zimbraconda's Prep Mania. You're listening to Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, WTLX, Monona, Madison. Tegan Mullaney averages 29 points a game. Her second free throw good. She's got all six for the McFarland Spartans. Six minutes in. Six to two is our score in this regional semifinal. Jesse Nelson with the Dean Dennis Semrau at McFarland High School. Sauk Prairie McFarland 5-4 matchup in the bracket in sectional number three. Sauk Prairie too strong off the glass. That was number 25 Annie Braun, the junior, in off the bench. For the Eagles, she couldn't get the momentum going offensively. Now Mullaney step back three is good. She kept her head down, just stepped back beyond the corner on the right side of the floor and drilled a three. All nine points for the McFarland Spartans to Tegan Mullaney. With 11.33 to go in the first half, it's 9-2 McFarland and a timeout. Dennis Semrau, Tegan Mullaney has advertised... She's as advertised, and she's not forcing anything. She, the shot she's missed, she's taken inside. That was her first uh, three-point attempt of the game. She had a game uh, recently where she was 3 of 13 from three-point range. That's one part of her game that she'll spend more time working on, but uh, no matchup. She's, uh, she's going right through the size. I think she's too quick for the Sauk Prairie players inside. So Jacob Breinig, first-year head coach here for Sauk Prairie. His team's down 9-2, a little over six minutes in. What's the message? Because it seems like they're having some trouble offensively. Defensively, they're doing just fine. Just be patient and finish your shots. They're getting great looks inside. They just cannot convert. Use the backboard and just take your time. Be patient. Out of the timeout, nearly stolen away by McFarland to the backcourt. Sauk Prairie now able to break it. Open person, left side of the floor shot. Comes up short, just grazing the bottom of the net. That shot for Annie Braun and a rebound McFarland the other direction. 11-10 to go, first half, 9-2. McFarland leads Sauk Prairie. Spartans beat the Eagles here in this round of the playoffs last year, ending Sauk Prairie's season. McFarland advanced all the way to the sectional final where they fell to Reedsburg. To the top of the key, Mullaney. The sophomore sensation drives left, ran out of real estate, now pulls back to the left corner. Tries to go baseline again. Little push for some room. They're going to call that foul on the defense, and the shot is good. Chance for a three-point play. Tegan Mullaney to the line. That shows some of her strength right there. The foul pushed right through it. Got Got the good call. You don't always get that call on the shot. They might have called it on the floor. But she makes it a real uh, old-fashioned three-point play. Tegan Mullaney, 12. (laughs) Olivia Pockner, 2. That's the score of the game. McFarland leading Sauk Prairie. Now a trap at midcourt. Held ball, the call. And that will turn it over to McFarland. Sauk Prairie's struggles against this pressure continue. Yeah, Sauk Prairie missed too many open shots early. This game should be a 12-10 game right now, realistically. Or maybe a couple more baskets for 
before, uh, McFarland made a couple of uh, go in and out too, but Mullaney's taken over. Mullaney gets a screen, picks it all the way over to the left side. Now left corner, wide open, three, good. Someone other than Mullaney scores. It's the sophomore, Elise Freeman. The junior, excuse me, the sophomore wearing number 11 in the home whites for the Spartans. McFarland now with 15 unanswered points. It's 15-2 with 10.09 to go in the first half. Kicked ball, keeping on this end of the floor with Sauk Prairie inbounding beneath their own bucket. Eagles got to stop this damage or their postseason trip this time around is going to be quick. Bounce pass into the right block. Quick up, off, off the glass, and good. That's exactly what the doctor ordered for the Sauk Prairie Eagles. And that was Maggie Hartwig, number 24, off the inbounds pass. Hartwig makes it 15-4 McFarland, under 10 minutes to play in the first half. Three-point attempt, left side, no good. Chasing down her own rebound into the corner, falling out of bounds. Haley Testelin. Another sophomore sensation for McFarland coming in off the bench. Pretty good scorer for not being in the starting lineup on a consistent basis. Turnover to Sauk Prairie, though, with 9.48 to go in the first half. Five sophomores and a freshman in the, st- in the stop in the top ten for McFarland. By doing this game tonight, Dennis, we've definitely bought stock early in the McFarland Spartans. You said with the eighth grade program and some of these young players that have been so good already this year with 17 wins in the regular season... It's going to be a team to keep an eye on for a state run in a year or two. And now a whistle against Salk Prairie on an offensive foul, trying to go up from the right block. Turn it over to McFarland. Offensive foul goes against our UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Olivia Pockner. Her second personal already. Approaching the midway point of the first half. Three-point attempt off a screen, no good. And Sock chases it down into the corner. Trapped in that corner. They're able to break it out. Now two on two into the front court. Pressure, contact as it was up for grabs. And that foul's going to go against Cassia Marquardt, number 21, in the road black uniforms of the Sock Prairie Eagles. Another difficult trip just trying to get the ball across midcourt, Dennis. And now that puts uh, the next uh, foul. Uh, McFarland's in the bonus. 16 fouls already. Great observation here on Sock Prairie. Just one for McFarland. Eagles have some things to figure out. And with all the other things they have going on, in the middle of it, Tegan Mullaney, who has 12 of the 15 points for McFarland at the midway point of the first half. Mullaney working right side of the floor in front of the Sock Prairie bench. Defender falls. Mullaney pulls up for three. No good. It goes up over the backboard and out of bounds. Yeah, they put a guard on, uh, Sox put a guard, Cassia Marquardt. It's her fourth year on varsity here uh, for the Eagles, uh, trying to, to uh, maybe put a little quickness on uh, Mullaney. The Eagles break the pressure into the front court, dribbling with the left hand, now going right, too strong, no good offensive board, and a putback. Maggie Hartwig has the last four for Sock Prairie. First mission accomplished. Eagles have it down to single digits, 15-6 with 8.35 to go in the first half. McFarland on top. The four seed, the McFarland Spartans. The five seed, the Sauk Prairie Eagles. Regional semifinal basketball on Zimbraconda's Prep Mania. Boys playoffs start Tuesday. Girls playoffs started this week. Most teams playing their first game tonight like these are. 
Shot no good for Mullaney. Left side rebound, Sauk Prairie, and the Eagles get another defensive stop. Can they chip away at the lead even more? Pass to the left side of the floor. Marquardt now goes inside. Here's another shot on the run for Hartwig. No good. McFarland able to save it. Falling out of bounds. Adrian Kirch does a great job with the fancy footwork right in front of us to get it to Mullaney. Eight minutes to go. First half. McFarland with the basketball and a nine-point advantage. Mullaney passes right side. Ava Dean goes back to the top of the key. Here's Chloe Gex. Gex out to Mullaney right side. Step back. Shook the defender. Three is good. And that gets the student section going at McFarland High School. Mullaney's showing off. They heard She heard we were coming, Dennis. 18-6. McFarland up 12 again. And a defensive foul as Sauk Prairie tried to push quickly into the front court. You mentioned, Dennis, Tegan Mullaney getting looks from every significant Division I basketball program in this state and beyond. Iowa's reached out to her about getting in attendance this week. Wisconsin's got interest. Marquette's got interest. And we're not even to the halftime stoppage yet, and I can see why. Sauk Prairie out of the timeout, trying to do their best to get around Mullaney and put some points on the board. No good. Loose ball quickly collected by McFarland. Michaela Pockner had an opportunity there to try and get a steal. And a timeout is called by McFarland with 7.07 to go in the first half. 30-second timeout. We'll take it with them. 18-6. McFarland leads Sauk Prairie on Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania. Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania for nearly 50 years. Zimbraconda's provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles and great service. Like if you are hitting your brakes and you slide on a snowy road into a vehicle with a giant rat on the side of it. I don't know who would do such a thing on East Washington Avenue a couple of weeks ago. But if you do, you can find the friendly service team over at Zimbraconda to help take care of you. The trusted staff will save you time and reduce your car buying stress, your vehicle maintenance stress, and so much more. If you're looking for a newer used Honda or you need some service help, visit Zimbrick Honda today or head to ZimbrickHonda.com. Dennis, who would do such a thing? Unbelievable. Giant rat right in the back of this car. Slide Ooh. right into it in the snow. There's oh. been like two days that there's been snow on the roads all year. Out of the timeout, McFarland basketball. Leading 18-6. Past the midway point of this first half. Right side of the floor, a little patience shown by the Spartans on this offensive series. Gex in the corner, defended tightly, finds some help now near the top of the key, Ava Dean. Dean passes left side of the floor. Freeman, now a three. No good for Testolin. And a rebound, Sauk Prairie on the weak side. Good defense from the Eagles. But offense has been the Achilles heel so far for the Sauk Prairie squad on the road here tonight. Bounce pass contested, free throw line extended left, step in front, shot no good, long rebound, on a bounce, collected. Sauk Prairie second opportunity, no good off the rim, up over the backboard where it hits the flap, helping keep the basket in place. And so a turnover back to McFarland out of bounds. Yeah, Sock has gone to uh, box and one, and Markport 21 is the chaser right now, uh, trying to double up and get help there. Mullaney, she can bring the ball up too. So, I mean, you got a lot of ways to, to try to get her the ball. Six minutes to go here in the first half. Shot contested, no good. Tapped underneath. 
Mullaney nearly had the putback, but she missed it. Now off the fingertips, out of bounds to McFarland. Oh, I thought the Spartans were the last ones to touch that, but evidently Sock Prairie the last to kick it out. So the Spartans get a break. They have it in the front court, inbounding on the left sideline. Mullaney near the midcourt stripe. Shakes the defender, now passes left corner. Thought about a three instead of pump fake and put it on the floor. Kirch goes down low, back over Mullaney, corner three, no. Weak side rebound, on a bounce, collected by Sauk Prairie. 5.30 to go, first half, 18-6. McFarland leads Sauk Prairie on Zimbraconda's prep mania. Driving left side, Michaela Pockner lost it from behind, it was stolen away. Now Mullaney in the front court, leading a break, bounce pass, layup, good. Elise Freeman has five. McFarland has 20 and a 14-point advantage. 20-6. Spartans on top of the Sauk Prairie Eagles. Quick into the front court. Sauk Prairie breaks through that pressure. Now a double team on the left side of the floor. Great defense from McFarland all night. You want a chance to beat Reedsburg tomorrow? That would be a way to do it. Left side, bounce pass. Foul, shot no good. I think they'll call this a shooting foul. And they will, sending Annie Braun, the junior forward, number 25, to the free throw line. 4.53 to go in the first half. Braund, couple of bounces, first free throw attempt, no good. Dennis, you've seen a lot of Sauk Prairie girls basketball this year, covering them for the local paper. What have you uh, seen tonight that's been uncharacteristic? They can't finish inside. They're really struggling trying to get get the ball in the basket. Their defense is fine, 20 points at this point is uh, maybe a little bit more than they average for the season, but against a team like McFarland, they're right where they should be. They just cannot put the ball in the basket tonight. Second free throw for Brond, also no good, so an empty trip to the line, missed opportunity for Sauk Prairie. Three no good, loose ball, Sauk Prairie has it, into the front court, running quickly, blocked by Kirch! Wow! Michaela Pockner tried to go up for an easy layup, Kirch got all the way back second time tonight. We've seen her tenacity defensively on display. Right in front of us, she stuffed it with the right hand. McFarland able to slow down Sauk Prairie at least. Ball was up for grabs after the block and Sauk will inbound now as it went out of bounds right in front of the McFarland bench. Yeah, Adrienne's got a sister too, Bryn, the point guard, averaging eight points and six boards a game. She's been out with an injury a good part of the season. Mullaney with the steal, driving left, no good on the left-hand layup, a lot of contact, no whistle, but she's going to get it back now. Three-point attempt right side, no good. She'll track down her own rebound in the corner. Mullaney, now third time's a charm, goes inside, cutting to the bucket, on the run, no good, too strong for Haley Testelin. And a rebound, Sauk Prairie. Three empty opportunities for the Spartans. Can Sauk Prairie capitalize? Nope, a steal, getting in the way, jumping up to get in front of it. Elise Freeman takes it away for the Spartans in the home white uniforms. Right side of the floor, number 24 is Ava Dean. Bounce past Mullaney. Mullaney picks up her dribble, and she took a step when doing so for a travel. 3.44 to go, first half, 20-6. to six. McFarland leads Sauk Prairie. One of the few things she's done wrong tonight. Oh, she's human, she committed a turnover. Wow, <laughs> who'd have thought? Yeah. She, she is just a sophomore. Yeah. You can forget watching this, ga this game yeah, and right. her talent. She's got two years to get even better. Six foot with those, those skills. Sock Prairie across midcourt. 
working right to left. Now bounce pass down to the left block, and a whistle will go against McFarland. Haley Testelin. Second personal already on Haley. And just like that, remember when it was 6-1 in the fouls, Dennis? It's now 6-5. Six, 6 for McFarland, 5 for Sauk Prairie. Correction, 6 for Sauk Prairie, 5 for McFarland. So just one more to give for the Spartans. Sauk Prairie basketball, pass left corner, three-point attempt, no good. Off the front iron for Cassia Marquardt. A scrum below the bucket results in a held ball. Possession arrow keeps it here with the Sauk Prairie Eagles. Inbounding on the F in McFarland. That was uh, Maggie Hartwig went down to the floor for that one for Sock. Outstanding effort there, uh, leading rebounder. Let's see why. Aralyn Apple does the inbounding into the corner. Running out of real estate, working against Mullaney. Was number 21, Cassia Marquardt. And a little discombobulation results in a turnover to McFarland. Kirch. Left side, bounce pass, Dean picks up her dribble, a step in front of the free throw line, goes to the right corner. Elise Freeman picks up her dribble on the right side, comes back for Dean. Dean, bounce pass right, Freeman driving baseline, kick it over, left corner, open look, three halfway down and out, no good. Rebound to Sauk Prairie. Mullaney not really involved at all on the offensive end that time, surprising for McFarland. Eagles down 14, 2.25 to play first half. Wide open, three, too strong off the back of the rim. Long rebound offensively collected by Maggie Hartwig. And the foul on McFarland. Each team now with six, which means bonuses the rest of the way. At least in the first half. Yeah, that's Mulaney's first foul. Significant. I want to keep an eye on her foul situation. That's one of the keys, Dennis. It's got to be to McFarland. you got to yeah. get her in foul trouble, get her out of the game for a little she bit. She does a good job of that because she's not going to leave the floor. And she's, she's a post she's, player. Like, you would think the, their physicality, she would get some fouls, but Sauk Prairie hasn't been able to draw well, that yet. They, they move her in and out in on defense, too. They protect her a little bit. Mulaney in on the defensive side here. And, oh, I jinxed her, Dennis. Uh, I think she just picked up her second foul yeah, in the span of 10 seconds. Mullaney going for the steal, stood up the Sauk Prairie offensive player. That's what will get you in trouble, going for the steal, reaching, reaching fouls. You saw that, that's a Johnny Davis fouled off of the Badgers the other night. Just a little reach, he didn't need to do that. Speaking of spectacular sophomores, Johnny Davis, Tegan Mullaney. First free throw for Cassia Marquardt, she's a senior, and her first free throw is good, stopping the drought for both teams. 20 to 7, 208 to go first half. Marquardt, second free throw, also good. Two of two at the line, first two points of the night for Cassia Marquardt, hoping this is not her final game in a Sauk Prairie Eagles basketball uniform. Two minutes to play first half, 20 to 8. McFarland leads Sauk Prairie. Adrian Kirch working right to left near the top of the key. Now bounce pass left for Ava Dean beyond the three-point line. Dean goes left to right across the paint, picks up her dribble at the free throw line. Now bounce pass, extra pass, left side three, no good. Weak side rebound, it was actually so strong it missed everything. Threw off the Sauk Prairie defense, and McFarland gets it back. 
Kirch, right side, picks up her dribble, passes left, Ava Dean. Dean goes left, now bounce pass Mullaney, free throw line extended left position. Mullaney dribbles all the way over to the left corner, working one-on-one. Passes now top of the key, Taylor Feldner in for the first time tonight off the bench for McFarland. Feldner playing catch now, the Spartans go all around the arc a few times, back to the hands of Mullaney on the right side of the floor. Sauk Prairie players on the bench encouraging their defense to stand strong. Not quite enough though as Ava Dean got loose inside and Dean lays it up with the left hand, good off the glass. Patient possession for McFarland results in two, 22-8 with one minute to play in the half. Right side of the floor. Number 35 is Mackenzie Breinig. Breinig trying to feed it down to the right block. Held ball a little too high for Hartwig to collect easily. And possession arrow favors the McFarland Spartans with 48 seconds to go in the first half. Dennis starting to look like Sauk Prairie isn't even going to hit double digits here in the yeah, first session. Eight in the first half. Only They're down 14 here, but... You had a couple of threes, you can be right back in this ball game. He said they, they've been able to get the ball inside, just not finishing tonight. Mullaney. Per, uh, percentage is horrendous. Middle of the floor, walks it across the timeline. Bounce pass right, extra pass immediately down to the block. And good Another defense time. by Sauk Prairie. Annie Braun got in and forced a held ball to get it right back for Sauk. Well done. Not an easy play by a defender in that situation, especially with the foul risk in play. Sauk Prairie ball down 14, driving on the left sideline. The McFarland bench is happy. It's going to be uh, an out-of-bounds call. Yeah, it looks like she tripped, but they're saying that uh, she tripped over her own feet. I, I thought there was a whistle there. Yeah, that it looked like there might have been a foul on the bench, but... Could have been a couple of different situations there. Instead, McFarland gets it back with 20 seconds to go. Into the right corner. Dean working one-on-one down to the post on the right side of the floor. Kicks it back for Mullaney with 12. Mullaney nearly lost control. Sock couldn't get it. Mullaney gets it back. Seven seconds to play in the half. Right side. Dean drives off the side of the backboard. No good. Sock has it with two seconds. Chance for a heave. They don't get it off. It would have missed anyway. And the first half comes to a close as the ball dribbles out right in front of the Dean Dennis Semrau Sauk Prairie hoping their chances to keep their season alive aren't dribbling out in the final 18 minutes still to come McFarland led by Tegan Mullaney with a 22-8 lead at the break you're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN Jesse Nelson, Dennis Semrau, Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on demand. At the break, McFarland defending the home floor in this girls basketball Division II regional semifinal with a 22-8 lead over the Sauk Prairie Eagles. Dennis, let's get a check of our halftime numbers at the break, I can pretty much tell you, it's a it's a one-person show. Tegan Mullaney leading the way for McFarland. Yeah, with 15 points, she's outscored. She's almost doubled Sauk Prairie's output of eight. Uh, five for Freeman, uh, Elise Freeman, and two for Ava Dean. Well, that's that's it. And both uh, <laughs> Chloe uh, Gek- Gex and uh, Mullaney and uh, Testlin. Uh, Haley Testlin all, all with two fouls, so I'll have to keep an eye on that in the second half. 
Prep Mania brought to you in part by UW Credit Union. Their online and mobile banking goes above and beyond with top-rated service and security that exceeds industry standards. Explore innovative and intuitive ways to manage your money anytime, anywhere. Learn more at uwcu.org. So our UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week this week, Olivia Pockner, the senior forward for Sauk Prairie, with just two points, but... I would say just two points, but you could look at it. That's 25% of the offensive (laughs) productivity for the Eagles. Dennis, what does Sauk Perry have to do here? Because clearly some adjustments are needed at the the halftime break. They they still need to keep getting the ball inside. A couple of times they took some mid-range jumpers that were maybe ill-advised. But uh, just keep getting the ball into the post. They've got to be able to finish. And they've had some open looks. It's not like – I I think part of it is when you have a player like Mulaney who's – averaging about three blocks a game you sometimes are looking for the block or she alters as many shots as she might block and that's one thing you just have to go up strong and draw the foul and it's hard to get convinced kids or players when you get it blocked you got to go back you, you want that foul and Mulaney's got two fouls you take it at her a couple of times she draws three and four now she's on the bench she's been playing a lot of minutes uh I was talking to somebody from McFarland over there who said maybe she was a little winded at the end. She played all 18 minutes in the first half. Now, you want your stud players to be out there, but they need a break once in a while, too. And uh, got to get some help. But defensively, I think uh, Sock is right there. I mean, uh, Mulaney's made a couple of step-back threes that uh, the defense did what they could. They went to the box and won, trying to keep the ball out of her hands. But you can tell on her quickness, uh, 21 Cassia Marquardt was guarding her. She fell down a couple of times just on the moves. And then uh, they set some really nice picks for her, too, that they know. Uh, uh, McFarlane knows what's going on out there, what they're trying to do. So they're not forcing it. Uh, the other players, Sock is making the other players take shots. You want them to beat you. You don't want uh, Mulaney to beat you. So the strategy's working, but when you, uh, you're you offer from three-point range in the first half, and this is the team that... Uh, that shoots, uh, what is it, 30, uh, 23%. They're just kind of struggling for the year from three-point range. But, uh, yeah, and uh, they've been able to get the free-throw line a couple of times. They're two for four, and uh, Mulaney's th- three for three. She's the only got the only ones for McFarland. Uh, I'm really surprised we're not at the line more as much as both teams have been attacking the rim. Yeah. I think they're letting things go. We've also had a number of shots go over yeah. the backboard, the dead ball rebounds that yeah. go to the other way. It's a benefit to McFarland for sure. Yeah. And one of Sox's strengths has been offensive rebounding, now being able to get putbacks, and they haven't gotten any of those t- tonight. The one inside they got off an inbounds, Hartwig scored, but otherwise uh, it's been that first shot. But again, you're like the one thing you can't control is whether the ball goes in. Some Sometimes it looks like an ocean. Sometimes it looks like a drop of water that you're trying to squeeze the ball in. 18 minutes remain in the season for one of these two teams. The other will advance to likely face Reedsburg in the Division II Regional Final tomorrow night. 22-8, McFarland leads Sauk Prairie at the half on Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania. 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app at Wisconsin On Demand. In me. Every time I touch that track, it turns into gold. Zipperconda's presentation of Prep Mania 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, 
and Wisconsin on demand. Jesse Nelson with the Dean. Dennis Semrau at McFarland High School, 22-8. The Spartans lead the Soccer you, Eagles you, at halftime. You like this high school access to the internet here they're providing here. Uh, hey, the, you know what? The high school Wi-Fi doing just fine here tonight. Doing great here at McFarland High School. Great accommodations. And Dennis, I got to say, pregame meal. I went over and was thinking maybe a hot dog, maybe a slice of pizza pit pizza. A plate of homemade mac and cheese. Oh, no. Really? No, it was fantastic. Oh, geez. I've never had concession stand mac and cheese. Wow. Unbelievable. And I asked the people, like, who made it? Nobody knows. Somebody it's like the mac and it. cheese fairy showed up and just <laughs> dropped some in well, for I'm, three bucks a plate here at McFarland. When the Spartan Bowl was a little busy, I'm going post game to the Spartan Bowl. Nice. i got to give them the money. I might go back for some more rotini noodle homemade home style mac and cheese. Oh, that sounds good. I wonder if they got any leftovers hanging out there. Anyway, we got 18 minutes to figure out that plan. 22 to 8 as we begin the second half of action. McFarland in their home white uniforms, blue letters and numbers with a black trim. Sock Prairie in their road black uniforms, red letters and numbers with a white trim. McFarland now working toward us as Dennis and I are situated on the baseline here on one end of the gym at McFarland High School. First shot of the second half is no good, too strong, and a rebound to Sock Prairie, trailing by 14, 20 seconds in to our second half of play. Regional semifinal, Division II girls basketball. Winner tonight likely gets Reedsburg tomorrow night. The Beavers in action against Mount Horeb. Shot good. Good start to the second half. Maggie Hartwig, the leading scorer for Sauk Prairie. And a retaliation three goes down for Mullaney. 18 for Tegan Mullaney, averaging 29 a game right when Sauk Prairie felt they had some momentum out of the half. Mullaney shuts it down and extends the Spartan lead back to 15. Well, that's what Sauk needed to do was get it right inside. And Mullaney said, nah, my three beats your two. Loose ball, great hustle play, diving on the baseline. Sauk Prairie able to maintain possession. Three-point attempt, no good for Marquardt. Offensive board, no. Trying to fight for it, Hartwig. And a held ball, possession arrow, keeps it with Sauk Prairie right beneath their own bucket. Minute yeah. 15 into the second half, 25-10, McFarland on top. Hartwig on uh, very good on the, off on the offensive boards here. You got two of the better rebounders in the area. Hartwig averaging 9.6 and Mullaney averaging 9.2. Pass comes in quick three. No good for Michaela Pockner. Still scoreless tonight. Pockner trying to track down the rebound. Was bumped in a foul. I think is going to be called on McFarland here. If not, it's just out of bounds off of yeah, like I, saw, or, uh, the Spartans. Team, team offensive board. All righty. So... Sock Prairie gets another go at it. Down to the left block. Whistle and a foul shot. No good. Maggie Hartwig to the free throw line for two. So now Sock Prairie, Dennis, I feel like one of the messages here from Coach Jacob Breinig might have been, let's try and draw some contact. Like Get the free ones at the line. Slow the game down. Get some easy looks. That's a way to work yourself back in at down 15. Like Just keep doing what they, they've been doing all year long. Work the ball inside. and you got to attack the defense here. You can't be passive. You've got 18 minutes left in your season. Got to knock down those free throws, though, if you get them. And Hartwig unable to do so on shot attempt yeah, number one at the line. It's been a struggle. 57% from the line for Sock this year. A little bit better than a half. Hartwig herself a 62% free throw shooter. And 0 of 2, she missed it again. Rebound McFarland. Here comes Mullaney, left side of the floor. Mullaney into the corner, double teamed. 
working her way back out of it as she sidesteps all the way up near the volleyball line, midway between the top of the key and the midcourt line. Now right side of the floor, McFarland using a screen, coming off a pass, bank it, no good, too strong for Ava Dean. And a whistle on a loose ball will keep it with McFarland. I can't remember how many times how many held balls we've had in this and game. This is a record. Like you usually you get one, maybe two in high school <laughs> basketball. We've had, what, six or seven already? We had four in the span of about a minute near the end of the first half. McFarland keeps possession up 15, 16 minutes to go in this game. Turnaround jumper, Mullaney too strong off the front of the rim. Rebound, Sauk Prairie working through the pressure. Into the front court, Pockner right side of the floor. Pass down low, shot up and good. Marquardt, 21 to look like on the drive. First field goal of the night for Cassia Marquardt, 25-12. Sauk Prairie down 13 and a travel by McFarland. Chloe Gex, who's been pretty quiet tonight, the senior forward, walked with it, and Sauk Prairie gets a bucket and a turnover. That's what the Eagles need to get this competitive in the second half. Try to get it single digits first. 25-12, a 13-point advantage as it stands now for McFarland. Top of the key, Pockner left. A couple of extra passes now. It's Olivia Pockner. Our UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. Pass right, now trying to feed it inside. McFarland knocked it out of bounds. So a fake a pass to make a pass. Telegraph that one. Would have faked it. She was open there for a bounce pass. Comes in, right block, off the glass. Good. Sock Prairie's got these out-of-bounds plays figured out. Hartwig knocks it home, 25-14. Spartans up 11, Eagles making a little surge here early in the second half. Pass into the paint, ends up in the hands of Mullaney on the right side of the floor. Mullaney steps right in front of us and on the baseline knocks down a 10-foot jumper. That is what separates the unique talent from everyone else, Tegan Mullaney. Ball handling skills and accurate shooting. How about ball handling skills here on a drive into the paint and a little reverse. Michaela Pockner, the sophomore, puts it home for Sauk Prairie. Nice looking bucket. And now they're exchanging. Now nobody can miss. After a quiet stretch, Ava Dean knocks down a quick two for McFarland. 29-16. Spartans up 13. And a foul blocking on McFarland right in front of the Sauk Prairie bench. They'll get that on Dean, who just hit the basket offensively. I love the momentum of sports, Dennis. You can go five minutes in the first half where neither team can find a rhythm at all offensively, and then four straight trips up and down the floor were knocking <laughs> down baskets. And Sock has already matched their output of the first half in less than four minutes. Left side. Sauk Prairie basketball down 13. To the left block, baseline drive, finding an extra help. Over into the right corner now as there was no room down low. Mullaney a disruptor defensively and she comes away with a steal. Mullaney now cross court pass, left side, jumper off the front of the rim, off the glass, no good. Tracked down in the right corner by Chloe Gex. McFarland maintains possession. Right side, Freeman. Freeman picks up her dribble over to Adrian Kirch, 3-0. And Sauk Prairie maintains possession, preserving the ball from falling out of bounds. Here come the Eagles, front court right. Pockner drives right, layup no good for Apple. 
and a held ball again. Why not? Going for a record. It'll stay with Sauk Prairie with 13.30 to go. 29-16, McFarland leads Sauk Prairie. We haven't had too many turnovers on these. Usually whoever gets the ball, it was their turn to get it anyway, so he maintained possessions. Inbound pass comes in, Maggie Hartwig. Hartwig oh. goes left for Olivia Pockner. Pockner trying to feed it down low, way too tall, and out of bounds on the baseline back to the Spartans. 29-16. 13-point advantage for the Spartans at home. They knocked out Sauk Prairie a year ago. Pressure from the Eagle defense forces a bad pass into the McFarland bench. And so bad passes on both ends for either team. Get it right back to the Sauk Prairie Eagles. Driving right side, Michaela Pockner. Shot on the run, no good. Offensive rebound, put back, no good. But Olivia Pockner helping out her sister. And our UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week goes to the free throw line for two. 13-10 to go in the game. 29-16 is our score. Pockner at the line, first free throw off the back of the rim, no good. Prep Mania brought to you by Zimbrick Honda for nearly 50 years. Zimbrick Honda's provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a new or used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or head to ZimbrickHonda.com to search vehicle inventory. Second free throw is good for Olivia Pockner. Three points on the night, 29-17. McFarland up 12, contact on the left side. Tegan Mullaney drew it. A McFarland defender stepped in her way. They're going to get number... It'll be 30. 30. Be Michaela Pockner with a blocking foul on that one. Pockner called for it, her first personal. First team foul against Sauk Prairie here in the second half with 13.05 to go. The uh, previous foul on the other end uh, for Gex was her fourth. The one senior in the lineup for McFarland's now on the bench here for a time. Three-point attempt, top of the key, no good. Sauk Prairie rebound, soaring up to go get it, Maggie Hartwick. Yes, that was an eagle reference. Very good. Right side, open three, halfway down, rattled out. Hartwig offensive rebound and a putback good. Michaela Pockner had a wide open look. Thought she hit the three, but it's okay because Hartwig was there to clean it up. Ten-point game, 29-19 with 12 and a half to go. Pull-up jumper left side, no good. Sock Prairie, loose ball, thought they had it. There are four players who have some <laughs> form of possession of the ball. And another tie-up. And I think we've hit double digits for held balls tonight. Someone call the Guinness Book of Records. Is that still a thing? Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit uh, more time in the weight room here. Somebody's got to be able to be strong enough to pull those balls away. Sharing is caring. Everybody gets a hand on the ball tonight. McFarland maintains possession with the arrow this time. Up 10. They have it in the front court. Directing traffic right side. Kirch finds an open player. Mullaney for three. No. Offensive rebound. Stripped away on the right block by Sauk Prairie. And they're able to break it out front. It's a three-on-two opportunity if they hurry. Up the middle of the floor. Hartwig lost control of it. Ends up in a Sauk Prairie player's arms. Apple shot no good. Too strong off the back of the rim. Rebound McFarland. Spartans with it and a 10-point advantage. Mullaney left side. Hands it off right in front of the Spartan bench. To the top of the key, on a bounce, Ava Dean. 
looking to go down low and instead finds Testolin. And she tried to feed Mullaney on the right block who lost control of it. Credit a Sauk Prairie defender who got a fingertip on it to disrupt the pass. Turnover out of bounds to Sauk Prairie with 11.40 to go, 29-19. Mullaney was trying to hold her ground and kind of push back on the uh, Sauk defender. And the pass was a little far in front. She just could not reach it. You know, she'll grow another couple of inches here maybe in the next couple of years. Eagles with the ball, down 10. I've been telling myself that for a while. <laughs> Left side, Pockner drives baseline, shot good. Single digits, 29-21. Eagles will not go quietly into the playoff night. Can McFarland respond? Left side, into the paint, spinning toward the bucket. Finger roll, good. Ava Dean, a momentum stopper for McFarland to extend the Spartan lead back to 10. 11.04 to go in the game. Michaela Pockner lost it near midcourt. Ball's up for grabs. Into the backcourt it goes. Sauk Prairie able to track it down. Maggie Hartwig. But still, Mullaney disrupting in the backcourt. Sauk Prairie gets it across that center line. That feels like half the battle complete. Defender falls down with contact. No whistle. They'll let him play. Hartwig down low. Up and good for two. 31-23, Sauk Prairie continues to fight to keep its season alive, down by eight. Mullaney reverse layup too strong on a no-look shot. That would have been cool. Instead, it's a turnover to Sauk Prairie. They got a chance, Dennis, to get this down to a two-possession game. Hartwig, eight of her 12 points here in the second half, and she's cleaning the boards on both ends. Pockner in the corner, Breinig, pass is stolen away. Here comes Mullaney. Layup good for two. Mullaney unofficially with 22 points with 10.04 to go in the game. Time out McFarland. 33-23, Spartans by 10. You're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN. Dennis Semra, get your phone out. Time to hit up the Pizza Pit app. For over 50 years, Pizza Pit has been delivering fast, fresh, and hot pizza. Pizza Pit is not just pizza. They serve breadsticks, pizza fries, wings, and euros. With eight area locations, you can't go wrong, especially on your way home tonight from McFarland High School. Now Pizza Pit even easier to order on the Pizza Pit app. Download it today, and don't forget the cookies. Or the ice cream. There you go, Dennis Semra, 33-23 on Zimbraconda's Prep Mania. In a regional semifinal, Division II girls basketball, Sauk Prairie trailing by 10. Dennis, what's the message from Coach Jacob Breinig in the huddle for the Eagles? Keep pushing the ball inside. Keep it inside. It got to attack, uh, get, you know, get after uh, Mulaney. She's still got just two fouls there. Um, she's doing a good, good job, I think, with that box and one. They're keeping the ball out of her hands for the most part. Magic number 52 tonight, 52, team that scores that number, 98% chance to go on and win the game. Right side of the floor, Cassia Marquardt for the Sauk Prairie Eagles. Out of the timeout, driving right baseline, and a block is going to be called against a McFarland defender. Bodies hit the floor with five to go in the game. That is the 
fourth team foul on McFarland this half. And the third on Mullaney. And that was Mullaney that they got for it. I saw 11 go down, Elise Freeman. I thought maybe they would call that on her, but instead Mullaney starting to get in that foul trouble area. And now a bucket with a foul and a chance at a three-point play. Sauk Prairie, Michaela Pockner to the line. And a chance to cut the lead to the slimmest margin it's been since the early stages of the first half. Pockner with Sauk Prairie down eight. Free throw, no good. So it maintains a 33-25 game as we approach the midway point of the second half. Mullaney driving left, had it partially deflected, and it falls out of bounds on the baseline. It'll stay McFarland basketball with 9.30 to go. Mullaney to do the inbounding, standing on the little C in McFarland as it's written along the baseline beneath the bucket. Mullaney inbounded it, now got it back on the right wing. She'll pass down to the right block, contact shot, no good. Adrian Kirch to the free throw line, looking for her first points of the evening. Clock stops with 9.22 to go. 5-7 guard posting up down there in the land of the Giants, and uh, nice feed from Mullaney. Two free throws for Kirch. Her first is up and good. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. Hi, this is Dave Kane. You're listening to Madison's Home of the Bucks, a good Karma brand radio station. 100.5 ESPN WTLX Monona, Madison. Jesse Nelson, Dennis Semerow, Girls Basketball Division II Regional Semifinal at McFarland High School. Second free throw, no good for Adrian Kirch. Sauk Prairie rebounds, trailing 34-25, approaching the midway point of the second half. Pass down to the right block, good for Sauk Prairie. An energetic bucket for Maggie Hartwig, clapping her hands, encouraging the Eagles down just seven with nine minutes to go in the game. They trailed by 14 at halftime. So they're on their way to a potential comeback. Now drive rejected underneath. Hartwig got in the way. Sauk Prairie basketball, chance to cut the lead to five or even four. Kick it out left wing. Thinking about three instead, Hartwig puts it back down. Correction, that was actually 35. Mackenzie Breinig, Breinig right side. Michaela Pockner. Pockner looking for somewhere to go that gets it to the hot hand. Hartwig. Bounce pass on the block. Off the glass. Good. Can you believe it? Salt Prairie looked dead in the water in the first half. They weren't even at double digits at halftime. It's now 34-29 McFarland. Mullaney, step back three, no good, too short. Rebound, Sauk Prairie chance to get it down to a one possession game with eight minutes to play. 34-29, down to the right block shot, contested, no good. Hartwig lost the heat. Rebound, McFarland into the front court, quickly, shot no good, up for grabs. You can feel this is an important part in this game. McFarland gets a rebound and a three from the left wing is good. Haley Testelin, first points of the night. Couldn't have come at a better time for the Spartans. 37-29, seven and a half to go, Dennis. All that work, and now it's still it's eight-point lead. And now an offensive foul. Frustration for Mackenzie Breinig. The senior puts her hands in the air. Very upset with the call from the officials. 7.23 to play in the game. 
and it's back to McFarland with possession and an eight point lead. Actually, that one's on uh, Braun. 25, Braun. Ah, that 25, foul. not 35. That's her second foul. Thanks for the correction there, Dennis. 7.20 after the inbound pass for McFarland. Jesse Nelson, Dennis Semra, Molly Brown, our producer in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. A slip coming out of a screen. Elise Freeman, not her fault at all, but she lost the ball out of bounds. Coming back. 37-29. Took a little bit, but it's lived up to the hype now, Dennis. This is a highly contested postseason game in our first playoff contest of this Prep Mania basketball season. Hartwig, turnaround, no. Rebound went to McFarland. She just grabbed it out of the hands of a McFarland defender and put it right back up and good. Hartwig exploding here in the second half. 37-31, lead back down to six. 6.43 to play in the game. Bounce pass for Mullaney on the right block. Sog Prairie forced it away as Mullaney fell to the ground. Quick break in front, Hartwig, contact. Shot no good, but she will shoot free throws. Previous possession that tried to bounce pass into Mullaney. Triple team down in the low post, and that was a great steal there. Looked like by Michaela Pockner. Ava Dean picks up the foul, her second, and guess what? Bonus the rest of the way for Sauk Prairie. They've yet to be able to fully capitalize at the free throw line. Hartwig hits her first. Five-point lead for McFarland. 37-32, 6.33 to go. Hartwig a chance to cut it to four, and she does. Maggie Hartwig leading Sauk Prairie on the comeback to get within four. McFarland basketball. Where's Mullaney been offensively the last few minutes? Driving, Chloe Gex playing with four fouls back in the game. Three-point attempt, left side, good. Elise Freeman for three. 40-33, much-needed basket for McFarland, and now a turnover at midcourt. Errol and Apple was trying for a quick pass, and she forgot to collect the pass coming her way. Goes right back to the Spartans. Up by seven. I love that athletic director Paul Ackley is leading the charge in front of the McFarland student section, encouraging the cheers in favor of their squad and a foul on the right block shot no good but two free throws coming for Ava Dean and the McFarland Spartans chance to get the lead back up to eight or nine with 5.50 to go Hartwig's first foul she got 16 in the second half 20 points now first free throw is good for Dean not a great free throw shooter, just 53% on the year. Made the first one look easy. Second. Banks open on a Friday oh, night in the postseason. It's good, 42-33 with 5.50 to go. Pressure in the backcourt by the McFarland defense. Soccer able to break it on the run, contact, count it, and a foul! Chance at a three-point play. Stepping in front, Chloe Gex just fouled out of the game for McFarland. Meanwhile, 
Cassia Marquardt got the layup to go down and she'll have a chance to cut the lead back down to six if she can connect here at the free throw line. Seventh team foul on McFarland. Marquardt's free throw is no good. Loose ball is collected by McFarland. Quickly into the front court, left side. Kirch, pump fake three, up top. How about a three for Mullaney? No, tapped out of bounds to the front row of the McFarland student section, and it'll stay with the Spartans. Timeout, Jacob Breinig and Sauk Prairie. 5.31 to play. 42-35, McFarland leads Sauk Prairie by a touchdown. You're listening to Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN. Watch it on the news. Zimbra Conda's presentation do? of Prep Mania 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app and Wisconsin on demand. Jesse Nelson, Dennis Semrau, Division II girls basketball regional semifinal at McFarland High School. 42-35, the Spartans at home have a seven-point advantage, Dennis, but Sauk Prairie has found a way to work their way back into this game. Yeah, they had a box and one working on Mullaney. Uh, they've gone to a 3-2 zone. They've got a, a little bit of man-to-man in there, but uh, that she gets the ball in the low post. They're collapse uh, triple team, so Carlin's got to reverse the ball. They, they've got the open uh, looks in the three-corner range in the corners, but... Them taking advantage of it. Out of the timeout, shot no good down low for Dean. A rebound, Sauk Prairie, and McFarland commits a foul. They're going to call it. We'll, we'll get a check on who that was momentarily. Oh, it is on Dean. And guess what? Because of the bonus, clock stops with 526, and one of the best free throw shooters for Sauk Prairie, Maggie Hartwig, goes to the other end of the floor for a one and one. Got to make the first to get the second. Hartwig takes a couple of dribbles. Free throw is good. Hartwig has been as incredible this half as Tegan Mullaney of McFarland was in half number one. Yeah, Maggie playing the game of her life tonight just when they needed her the most. Second free throw is good. 42-37. Sauk Prairie back within five. Closest they've gotten this half has been four. McFarland basketball in the front court. Left side, Mullaney. Mullaney drives down to the block. Shot up, free throws coming with it landing no good. Tegan Mullaney will shoot two. Whistle against Sauk Prairie. Yeah, last time she scored was around the 10-minute mark, so almost five minutes without a point from her. You mentioned the, the halves. She had 15 in the first half. Hardwick's got 18 in the second half for, for uh, Sauk Prairie. Mullaney averages 29 a game. That was point number 23 as she just made free throw number one. Chance for 24. Free throw number two is no good. Offensive board though to McFarland. Now Mullaney's got it in the right side. Mullaney fouled again. Shot attempt fading away, no good. But right back to the stripe, Tegan Mullaney. Clock stops with 5.06 to go and a six-point advantage for McFarland, 43-37. Winners want the ball, and she wants the ball right now. She's going to get, she's got to be able to touch it, the low poster outside in every possession here. First free throw good for Mullaney. And now a costly foul there for Sauk Prairie because McFarland will be in the bonus the rest of the way as well. Second free throw is good for Mullaney. So three out of four this trip down the floor for Tegan Mullaney, helping extend Sauk Prairie's lead back to eight. 
45-37, trap near midcourt, trouble and a timeout called by head coach Jacob Breinig from the bench as it was turnover city waiting to happen for the Eagles at midcourt. 4.57 to go in the game, 45-37 is our score. We'll keep it right here, Zimbraconda's Prep Mania, brought to you in part by Stoughton Health. Nobody plans on getting injured when you do, you need help to get back on track. Stoughton Health has rehab locations in Stoughton and Oregon, so it's convenient for your recovery. Learn more at StoughtonHealth.com. Stoughton Health, creating excellence together. Dennis Semrau, I'd be remiss if while we are in McFarland, I did not say we're very excited for your usual counterpart, Alex Strofe, who will be the producer of a brand new show coming up yes. Monday afternoon, Rutledge and Hamilton. Jim Rutledge and McFarland's own Matt Hamilton. Olympic gold medalist. Uh, gold medals. Uh, could not add it this time around, but I hope he gets another shot four years. The personality he has, a uh, big part of that team. You didn't see a picture or a video shot without him grinning and doing something good. Rutledge and Hamilton debuts Monday at 2 o'clock. Out of the timeout, pass down low. Maggie Hartwig, why not two more? 45-39, and now a cross-court pass sails out of bounds into the McFarland bench. Turnover by the Spartans. Sauk Prairie basketball with 4.36 to go. It's a six-point game. Sauk keeps getting it down there. They can't get it to a one-possession game. Uh, they've been able to come up. Uh, McFarland's been able to come up with some big shots. Errol and Apple, left side of the floor for the Eagles in the road black uniforms. Red letters and numbers with a white trim. McFarland in the home whites, blue letters and numbers with a black trim. Eagles patient offensively looking for the right opportunity. Pass down low, Apple backing away, too strong, no good. Rebound McFarland, Mullaney gets the pass, had to spin around to collect it on the right side and now she'll set that at the top of the key. Couple of extra passes back to the right, now left. All the way into the corner for Dean. Dean passes over to the left wing. Back to Dean. Dean struggling to find anywhere to go. And a steal at the top of the key. Pockner on a breakaway. Reverse layup is good. Michaela Pockner with a steal and a score. Four-point game. 3.35 to go. McFarland 45. Sauk Prairie 41. Oh, Dennis, I love the playoffs. Hey. On Zimbrick Honda's Prep Mania. A steal again. Here's Cassia Marquardt into the front court. Foul shot, no good, but two free throws coming for the Sauk Prairie Eagles, who have a chance to get it down to a one-possession game. Sauk being very aggressive on both ends, attacking attacking the pass, attacking the ball handler uh, when they're on defense, and they're taking the ball to the rim. All the shots they were missing in the first half, they're making them now. You can see, if, I, if we had a shot chart right now, it would be a lot of, it would be almost all one color there right underneath because uh, they're, they're getting layups right-handed, left-handed. Uh, I can't remember the last time we saw him take a jump shot. Yeah. It's been a while. And that's good coaching from Coach Jacob Brining. You know that was a message. You got the height advantage. The only one you don't have is Mulaney. She can't do it all underneath there. Winner of this game gets the winner of Reedsburg and Mount Horeb tomorrow night. Reedsburg expected to be a team competing for a state championship just as they did a year ago. On the other side of this sectional number three bracket, the three seed DeForest in action tonight against Oregon, the six seed. Monona Grove, a two seed, taking on Stoughton, a seven seed. So those 
the action tonight in Division Two, sectional number three, girls basketball regional semifinals. In Division One, the 12 seed Madison Memorial taking on the number five seed Verona, 13 seed Madison East at number four Wanakee, 14 seed Middleton, and three seed Sun Prairie in a battle of the Cardinals. We'll see if we can get you some score updates as our coverage continues in the post game tonight to let you know who will be advancing to tomorrow night's regional finals. Plenty to take care of here though first with 3.21 to go, 45-41. McFarland up four, but that lead is shrinking. First free throw attempt is no good off the front of the rim for Cassia Marquardt of the Sauk Prairie Eagles. She can still make this one to get it down to a three point game. It's a big free throw for Marquardt. That hit her average, she's got six now, seven averaging 7.1 coming in. She hits the second free throw, 45-42. Unbelievable comeback by Sauk Prairie in the second half. Tegan Mullaney trying to take charge. Right hand, cross court pass, three ball, no good from the corner. Rebound, here comes Sauk Prairie. Apple in the front court, blocked by Mullaney, who got all the way back on defense, and a blocking foul is now called on Sauk Prairie, trying to disrupt Mullaney trying to start her own fast break. The block, the rebound, and like she said, uh, their ball handling skills, she can lead the break, and that's just an added dimension that a lot of teams' big players don't have. And don't underestimate how big that foul right here just was. If that's called as a charge on Mullaney, it would have been her fourth foul. Instead, Mullaney goes to the line for a one-and-one one opportunity on the other end of the floor as Cassia Marquardt picks up her second personal foul. Mullaney front end is good. 46-42. Magic number 52, Dennis. 98% of the time, team that scores 52 goes on to win the game. I'm going to have to tease Strofe that formula. I don't know if he's worthy of it. Mullaney 8 of 9 now makes the second one. 8 of 9 from the line here. So those are those free points. You talk about averaging 29 a game. They're not all on threes and layups. 47-42. Pass near midcourt. In the way, loose ball, Mullaney, no, who's got it out in front? Dean, layup, no good, batted around. Sauk Prairie's got it with 2.40 to go. Near disaster for the Eagles, but they survive to remain down five. Now into the front court a little easier this time. Right side of the floor, working her way to the top of the key. Marquardt, bounce pass, Michaela Pockner. Back to the top. Olivia Pockner, Michaela's sister. She'll bounce past Apple. Now Pockner loose down low. Contact. No whistle. Bucket good for Olivia Pockner. The UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week makes it a three-point game. 47-44. McFarland on top with two minutes to play in this girls basketball regional semifinal. Mullaney drives inside. Lost control of her body. She falls down. Sauk Prairie has it. And a foul on McFarland will send the Eagles to the line for two on the other end with a minute 54 to go. Laney lost that ball, but that turnover, that steal was created by Marquardt diving to the floor, tipping the ball to her teammate, to Apple, who held on to it and drew the foul. Erlen Apple, sophomore guard for the Sauk Prairie Eagles. 
Two free throws, double bonus rest of the way for Sonk. Apple's first free throw is off the back of the rim and falls to the floor no good. Looking for her first point of the night. She will not get it as she misses the second as well off the right side this time. 47-44. And a whistle as a sock defender. That was Maggie Hartwig who just fell down retreating innocently. And the officials stop play. Now, I thought they might call over one of the sweepers to clean up a, a spillage or something, some moisture, but that's not what's happening. Now they're pointing at me. I don't know why. Did I do something, Dennis? No. <laughs> oh, the clock didn't start, the officials there tell us. Go. So that'll do. Yeah, that's a good observation by the officials to catch that better than me. They were pointing at me. I'm like, what did I do? Oh, Mulaney's got the ball now. She's going to take it one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, Mulaney oh, drives open. baseline, and a rejection by the Sauk defense as Kurt tried to go up, but McFarland maintains possession on the left side of the floor. 90 seconds to go. 47-44, McFarland up three. Winner to the regional final tomorrow night. Dribbling near the top of the key, Haley Testelin had it stolen away. Of course, it's Maggie Hartwig driving right side. Contact, no whistle. Shot, no good. McFarland basketball with a minute 10 to play. Oh, Jacob Reinick, the coach for Sock, just uh, looks ejected on that. Mullaney into the front court. Now passes left side. 102, 101. One minute to go. In this regional semifinal, can McFarland oh, hang on? Fire, you got to foul now. Kirch at the top of the key. Kirch double teamed and oh, calls timeout. for timeout. Good heads up play by Kirch, knowing she was in no man's land near the midcourt stripe. 49.4 on the clock. 47-44. McFarland with the ball up three. McFarland with 132nd timeout left. And I believe Sock's got two full timeouts left here. Could come into uh, having those timeouts right there. We saw that, that they saved a potential turnover there for McFarland. Dennis, this is just what happens when you and I get together for the playoffs. Crazy comebacks, thrilling finishes. Can't wait to see what uh, the rest of this postseason on both the boys and girls brackets has in store for us. Sock doesn't pull this out. 14-point halftime deficit. That offense that just didn't. One more basket in the first half could be anything. It's not going to come down to missed free throws or a missed shot here. All those opportunities that were wasted in the first 18 minutes. But Sockus comes clawing back, doing everything they can, and McFarland's doing the best they can to try to hold them off. Mullaney will do the inbounding just to the right of the McFarland bench on the sideline. Comes in cleanly to Elise Freeman. Freeman nearly lost it. Freeman went over, over and back, and back at midcourt. A turnover to Sauk Prairie. 45 seconds left. Eagles back. Couple more inches. Might have crawled over the rim, but came off and time expired. 47-45. McFarland advances to the regional final tomorrow night against the Reedsburg Beavers. Well, Sauk Prairie gave him everything they could handle, but... Uh, we saw 
a group of sophomores here. This is a big win for the McFarland girls basketball program. When you get it like that and you have that lead, it's like Wisconsin Badger men right now. I mean, you get confidence. You win those close games, and the only way you can you know, get that experience is by playing them. And uh, on their home court, now they're going to have to go to Reedsburg. And uh, they had to really extend themselves tonight versus uh, we'll see what happened with the Reedsburg. Uh, they're a deep team, too. So love to see that matchup tomorrow. What a game. It didn't start the way we anticipated, and it looked like it was over at halftime. It was all McFarland for the first 18 minutes. Sauk Prairie made the adjustments at the break. They came out swinging in the second half and nearly completed what seemed like an improbable comeback. McFarland advances 47-45. The 18th win of the season keeps the Spartans in the playoffs. Reedsburg tomorrow night in the regional final. Dennis and I will be back to wrap it up after this on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Rep Mania 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Final score from McFarland High School, girls basketball regional semifinal came down to the final shot, but the Spartans able to hang on at home for a 47-45 victory over the Sauk Prairie Eagles. We'll get you some scores coming up from around the area momentarily as part of our post-game coverage, but first... Let's get a check of the final haul of tonight's game brought to you by Stoughton Trailers. Big trailers and big opportunities at Stoughton Trailers. Stoughton Trailers has hundreds of immediate openings in Evansville, Stoughton, and Broadhead for first and second shift opportunities. They've also increased their starting wages to $18 per hour and up. For open positions, including assemblers, welders, and more, go to stowjobs.com. That's S-T-O jobs.com. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunities. And the big man who can handle the final haul is the Dean, Dennis Semerow. I'll tell you, come, looking at this game coming in, I said the two key players were obviously going to be Tegan Mullaney for McFarland, averaging 29 points, 9 boards, 3 steals, 3 blocks, 77% free throw shooter. Wow, I mean, but for, for Sock, they were really going to need production on Maggie Hartwig, she leads them in scoring with about 12 a game, rebounding 9.6, averages almost five boards a game uh, offensively, and leads the team in free throw attempts and free throws made. But they really delivered. In the first half, Mullaney had 15 of her game-high 27. In the second half, uh, Maggie Hartwig had 20 of her 24. And she ends up with unofficially 12 rebounds, a double-double. And I would not be surprised... Uh, McFarland uh, might have missed one here or there. I had nine rebounds for uh, uh, Tegan Mullaney, uh, maybe give or take. <laughs> one, you know, considering where we were on the court here, on the, on the corner. Uh, outstanding effort for both those two players. And it comes down to Sock missed some free throws at the end. Mullaney missed one at the end. But in a game like this, you look back in that first half, Sock being down 22-8. to eight. Any of those, a free throw here or there, an extra layup, a shot in, 
and the fact that Sock got zero three-pointers tonight, and uh, both Michaela Pockner and Cassia Marquardt are good three-point shooters for him. Um, I think Pockner came in uh, with uh, 16 threes on the year, and Marquardt uh, came in uh, averaging uh, 26% uh, percent from the floor on three. Wow. It's just an incredible game, but uh, let's recap the scoring. 27 for Mulaney, 8 points apiece for Elise Freeman, who had a big 3 from the the, or the right corner here uh, in the second half. 8 for Ava Dean, uh, 3 for Haley Testelin, another one who came up with a big 3 in the second half, and 1 point for uh, Adrian Kirch. Uh, for Suck, 24 for Maggie Hartwig. Obviously, that is her best game of her career. She's a junior. She will definitely be one of the players to watch in the Badger West next year. Uh, nine points for Michaela Pockner, seven for Cassia Marquardt, and uh, five for Olivia Pockner. Caps a, a great career, our UW Credit Union student athlete. Five points before fouling out toward the end of the game there. But just a, a great effort. Uh, Sock had to find a way to try to limit uh, Tegan. You can say... Let's make everybody else beat her, but you still got to find a way to slow her down. When they went to the boxer one, and they did, um, Marquardt was chasing her, and then in the second half, they put them 30, um, Michaela, and they were triple teaming her when things got down low, but she made some great plays. Got a steal at the end, uh, missed the free throw, but again, that was one, you know, more time off the clock, yeah. and anytime you can kind of shrink that clock a little bit, and I'm sure that, the, <laughs> what do you want to say? The, the collar was getting a little tight there down toward the end. Mm -hmm, yep. But for these sophomores, big win for McFarland. Yeah, big win. Once again, our final score from McFarland High School, the Spartans 47, Sauk Prairie 45. Other finals from around the area in girls high school basketball tonight. McFarland does have a date tomorrow night in the regional final with the Reedsburg Beavers. Reedsburg defeating Mount Horeb by the final score of 65 to 25. Not surprising as the Beavers hope to start tonight what they think is a state championship run. Reedsburg and McFarland tomorrow night at Reedsburg in the sectional final here in sectional number three in Division Two. On the other side of this bracket, DeForest, the three seed, defeats six seed Oregon, 63 to 53. So the number three seed Norskis advance. They will face Monona Grove tomorrow night. The number two seed Silver Eagles, 66-55 winners over Stoughton. So Reedsburg, McFarland, DeForest, Monona Grove, how sectional number three plays out through the regional semifinals tonight. Some other finals from around the area. Waukesha West has defeated Milton 82-52, so the uh, Milton Red Hawks season comes to an end tonight. Verona in Division I, 69-47 winners over Madison Memorial. The Verona Wildcats advance. They will face the winner of Madison East and Wanakee tomorrow. We do not have a final yet from that game at Wanakee. Wanakee, the four seed, expected to win that one. They would host that game tomorrow night against Verona if the Warriors advance. 14 seed Middleton, three seed Sun Prairie, Cardinals and Cardinals. Sun Prairie, 52-36 winners over Middleton tonight. So Sun Prairie advances to play in the regional final tomorrow as well. One other final to report, Edgewood, Dicey, close winners. 
42-39 over six-seed Richland Center. The three-seed Edgewood Crusaders move on to face the winner of Clinton and Edgerton tomorrow night. Edgerton was up big at halftime, but as we learned tonight, doesn't matter how big you're up at halftime. It all matters what the final score on the board is. That's a big one for Laura Stavnis, who will be inducted into the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Hall of Fame in September. So a big one. Congrats to Laura on that one. Uh, she has one state title under her uh, on her resume. And I'll tell you, playing in the Badger Conference, you get to drop down to Division Three for the tournament. That's an advantage. <laughs> you've got some really good competition in that league. So uh, great scores there. Some teams pretty much played out the way we thought, you know, the favorites winning. Uh, but tonight we could have had the upset. But a 5-4, is it really an upset? Yeah. You, you could have flipped a coin and... Sock could have been hosting this game just as easily as, as McFarland was. And that, this was the first year of electronic seating. Uh, so we don't know. The coaches couldn't beg for it. They couldn't appeal and see if maybe somebody would switch a vote or whatever. You had to play out what it was and for tonight. Uh, and for McFarland, that could be the, it should be their la- last home game as a higher seed. Um, not going to go up against number one seed, Reedsburg. But if they were to survive that one, uh, most likely they'd still be on the road the rest of the way. Well, actually, in the next week's sectionals is neutral site. That's the way it's supposed to be. So, And the boys' basketball postseason gets started oh. on Tuesday night as well. I'm excited for this. Dennis Semrau has actually uh, been studying up during the pandemic, might have taken some online courses. Uh, you are now our resident prep mania bracketologist, Dennis. I so wouldn't go that far. You and Alex Strofe yeah, we will, will have the, some we'll give it a shot. Prep right. mania bracketology. That's our next prep mania broadcast Tuesday night from 6 to 7 o'clock. So first of all, for those of you wanting to watch Wisconsin-Purdue at 8, you're good. You've got plenty of time there. Then the boys' basketball postseason tips at 7 around the area. Most teams not in action until Friday. Some teams in the quarterfinals on Tuesday. Girls' basketball will have the regional finals play out tomorrow. Our sectionals will be set. We'll see which teams are still alive with a chance to run for the state title. You and Alex Strofe in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios Tuesday night, 6 to 7 o'clock. Prep Mania Bracketology. Cannot wait to hear the Dean break down the boys' bracket and what remains of the girls' bracket. We'll see what happens because I picked Reedsburg, Wisconsin, uh, you know, sports. Convenient that you uh, waited until the gym emptied to say that you picked Reedsburg to go ahead and go win the uh, state championship. (laughs) They were were my favorite coming in. Uh, made, Made my picks with a lot of my contemporaries around the state, and I'll be doing the same thing for the boys here for next Tuesday. So uh, I haven't t- taken a look there, uh, but th- this was just an outstanding first first game. And for the seniors, you feel it was their last game for Sauk Prairie. Uh, Jacob Reinick has done a heck of a job, 17-8, and eight, his first year as a head coach. Hope he sticks with this program. They've had some turnover in coaches. Their last one, Amber Feeney, was doing a good job, but uh, she bowed out because of the pandemic. You know, some coaches had to make decisions. She has a young family. Uh, she's starting, so... Uh, Jacob stepped in. Now, last year was Aaron Andres, who's an assistant principal, who played at Sauk Prairie. His daughter, Ava's on the team. Uh, but uh, he wanted just to be able to watch his daughter and coach and other things. Jacob stepped in and, with his staff, did a great job this year. And uh, can't wait to see what Maggie Hartwick can do next year. And uh, Apple, their point guard, will be back. Uh, also, uh, the younger uh, Michaela Pockner uh, will be back. They lose some good seniors, but... Uh, Sauk's got a, uh, a lot to be proud of for this season, and the, they left it all on the court. That's all you can ask your last game. You play hard. You, it goes down to a last-second shot. 
Sometimes it goes in, sometimes it doesn't. We thought we might have one, and that, that would have been overtime. What a way to start the tournament. What a way indeed. Final score once again, McFarland 47, Sauk Prairie 45. One last final to report from around the area. Girls regional semifinal action tonight. Wanakee 67-38 winners over Madison East. So it will be Wanakee hosting Verona in a Division I regional final tomorrow night. Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania for nearly 50 years. Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a new or used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda today or head to ZimbrickHonda.com to search vehicle inventory. McFarland hangs on. 47-45, the final score tonight. The basketball postseason starts in a thrilling fashion. Seems like I say that every year, Dennis. Alex Strofe will be back with you Tuesday night for Prep Mania Bracketology. We'll have a girls' sectional semifinal and final next week. A boys' regional final next Saturday, plus sectional semis and finals the following week. What a great start to our postseason tournament coverage here on your home of the area's best high school sports coverage, 100.5 ESPN. For producer Molly Brown in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios and for the Dean, Dennis Semrau. you got time to stop at Pizza Pit on your way home, partner. My name is Jesse Nelson. This has been Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand.